Welcome to Ira's Everything Bagel, where I talk with intriguing people about everything, their passions, pursuits, and points of view. My guest today is legendary comedian Shecky Green. We recently had a conversation in his home in Las Vegas. And in this segment, Shecky, who is 97, talks about working in the Borscht Belt and why it gave him the freedom to perform. The Kugel difference in comedy, when he knew he hit it big, and so much more. Here's Shecky. I worked at the Borscht Belt. Did you enjoy working there? Yes. Yeah, I really did. What was so unique about that, that element, that venue for comedians? The, the element that I felt free, and I, and I wasn't, we didn't have that much Jewish at home, but it gave me the freedom to be that. If I wanted to do something, you know, that what the audience would be familiar with, you know, like, like a kugel, you say to the people, and my mother made a kugel. Well, you tell a Gentile audience, a kugel, you know, two guys are waiting in a dressing room with a gun and a frying pan. First, I'll make the kugel. <laughs> then it's terrible. They'll kill you. But um, there, were, there was something up there. And those people were, were very good. Everybody thought I was from New York. Nobody, there's not one New Yorker that didn't think I was from New York. Just because of the association with the Catskills? Yeah, well, yeah the Catskills. Yeah. Everybody thought I, I came from there. When did you know you hit it big? Was it in Las Vegas or Florida or Chicago? When you realized yourself you had hit it big? I, re- I worked a place called the Shapery. I didn't have any right to work the Shapery. Shapery in Chicago. Big, with big stars. And Southern. Frankie Lane. I was so good, he quit. We worked the Shapery. But he was a singer, though, Shecky. He, he was a singer. Right, but you were a comedian, so why would he quit if you were good? No, no, no. He, he didn't quit. Oh. We drew 12 people. He left. He left me with 12. Now, I, I got out of you. the 12, six left. <laughs> wow. No. So that was it, though. That, that In Chicago, that's when you knew you first started to make it big. No. Chicago, and then they, at the Copacabana, which I, that was New York. And I bombed very bad. But when did you know that you made it big, that you were, you were really solid? When I got, uh, a, let's see, how much should I get? A tremendous salary. But that salary is based on the fact that you were attracting people. So that clearly made you... Oh, well, by that time I started to make movies, a couple of movies. And uh, I was a headliner here in Vegas. You know... I, I was drinking in those days, and they'd have my name on the marquee. You, you'd drive down a strip, and you'd be so proud. Appearing tonight, Shecky Green on the marquee. And then the next day after me getting drunk, it was appearing tonight, 479623. <laughs> that was my police number. <laughs> Yeah, you had a you had a, a somewhat uh, interesting reputation during those years with you know, and then the funny thing, the it drinking. followed me. The cops were always after me. There's a wonderful story about me saving two hotels. I I made the Tropicana. They were closed. 
They didn't know what to do. I opened up a little lounge, and that took off. And then that started to get hot around uh, Las Vegas. Then I went back to the Riviera. Then they gave me points. At the Tropicana, I got five points, which I never got. I got a, a, a card that I had assigned for. They rented a car for me. From, from 5% of the hotel to a rented car. It went from, from that to that? From, from that to that. Uh, oh, my. And there was a guy sitting next to me all the time. It was a guy from the rental agency. They wouldn't trust me driving alone. <laughs> <laughs> then the tech, I went back to the Riviera. They gave me two points there. And the guy, I said, what do I do with this? He said, put it with the, uh, with the five points that you didn't get at the Tropicana. And that guy that used to drive with it, he's coming with you. <laughs> but despite the drinking and the other behavior, such as gambling, but despite that, you still performed over all those years. So you, you clearly had some sort of, uh, I don't know if it's willpower or discipline, or whatever you want to call it, that allowed you to, despite everything else, go up on stage and perform. Well, yeah, because that was my job. And, but, I, you know, I didn't drink when I went to work. You know, people used to think that I worked drunk. I never worked drunk. Then I, I was not a drinker. Jewish people don't drink. You know, that's what we say. Because Jews never sat at a bar. Jews would never come and, and go and sit at a bar with people and drink. We would drink at, maybe at, at a party or the house, or something like that. But uh, I, later on in this town, I started to go out, and that was a trouble with me. And every young guy that I got after that, I trained to not drink. Excellent. Forget about this thing. And I had to have it drink over 50 years. It's amazing. And I miss it. <laughs> and I want to tell you... I'd rather have my numbers up in my, than my name. But, uh, <laughs> see, that's, that you have to make a whole routine. You could. It. Well, yeah. you would, absolutely. Yeah. Is there and anybody there, that you can even, I can't, I thought about this before coming to see you today. I was trying to think of who, uh, any other comedian that I'm aware of that I could compare you in some way to, but I really can't because you're so unique. So from your point of view, who, who would be your favorite comedian, and, and why would they be your favorite comedian, living or dead? Either way. Well, you know, you know I do. I do what a lot of people have done in show business. Uh, it's just there's a lot of people that, that do impressions, which I did like. Well, it's not just impressions, though. You're doing all kinds of, you're doing impressions, storytelling. There's a certain... Mm -hmm way you go about it that's unique, which is why you were going from $10 to $1,000 because of what you did. That's what I'm saying. So from that perspective, if you look at other comedians over the years, who would you consider your favorite comedian? I don't know. You know, right now, that really is tough because there's so many guys that I think had the same, had the same thing. I had the Jewish experience. Let me tell you. There's, when, when you are Irish, you have that Irish feeling and everything. I had that, that, uh, that Jewish feeling, 
And the funny thing about that's the kind of people we were getting in Las Vegas. We were getting the New Yorkers, getting the Chicagoans, and they were no longer wearing boots and and and, and riding horses and stuff like that. But but uh, it was. Uh, but it you was, you were also getting the Catskill crowd at that point in Las Vegas too, you, right? Oh, you're, oh, you're getting the New York crowd, yeah. and even L.A. people were coming up to see you. But we had. You know, I was here so long, I changed with the town. In other words, we were a very small town. Our, our, our big room, our big room sat 250 people. That was a crowd. But a hacker used to call me and say, Hey, Chuck, I just want to say something. You had in your audience today, you had 237 people. You had you had a, seven more than me, <laughs> but uh, it was a, a, and everybody knew everybody. I mean, it, I opened the store. I don't recognize anybody. I know you didn't recognize me, and but I still came in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that hat you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a skull cap. Exactly. I think yes. that I, you're a printer. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But I'm going to tell you something. This town, I, 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 this is a terrible thing for me to say, because the town has been so good to me. But I really don't like the town anymore. I think the town is too crowded. It's, it's, it's so many different things today. But Las Vegas has been good to you, and, and you've, you've left occasionally and come back. I know you were at Palm Desert for a while, for several years, and then you came back again, right? Oh, you mean Palm, lived in Palm Springs? I mean, Palm Springs, I take it back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then when I came back, I, not that I was in show business anymore, but the South Point opened, and he was a very good friend of mine, Mike. Michael gone. And he, he said, Shecky's available? Bring him in. Well, I went back to work there. The first show he saw, I don't know whether he liked it or not, because he got up in the middle and left. And I said, wait a minute, this is so bad, I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a town, I mean, I grew up in a town. I really actually, my career and my life, I grew up in this town. I knew all the people that had the money, that, that got the money. Like, uh, I had the ability to buy property, you know, to become one of the, the mavens of this town. You didn't take advantage, did you? I was with a guy, Harvey Silbert, who became the, he was the lawyer of the Riviera and one of the owners. And I was with him. And if I stayed doing what he did, I would have been one of the owners. But the bottom line is you did what you enjoyed. That's funny. That's the word. I didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it? Okay. No. I never really enjoyed it. I love the recognition of people knowing my name and coming up to me, but I never really wholeheartedly say, this is what I want to do, and I want to get up on it, and I want to be, 
Ah, uh, listen to me, folks. I want to sing a song. I want to do a dance all day long. I want to tell you. And then there's Sammy Davis. Maybe I'm right. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. And maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to that for a second. You initially, by, I do by Sammy Davis. I recognized him. Yes. Oh, yeah, go well, ahead. he was. And I was always the, under the impression you had a passion for performing. But what you're saying to me now is, well, you, had, you enjoyed the recognition, but you didn't necessarily have the passion for it. I, I, I enjoyed getting laughter. I, mean, I, I enjoyed being in the center of a, of a crowd. Center of attention. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that. Right. But that ended, you know, boom, 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 you know. So then you have to make peace with yourself. Yeah, but then you go home and your mother says to you, Fix your bed, you, you, know, you know. Could you give me a laugh, Ma? <laughs> she had a good sense of humor. I want to end it on a very uh, optimistic question. Your favorite Las Vegas experience? Ira, I'm going to tell you a story you probably don't know, and many people will not know the story unless I write a book. I was in my apartment on my, my hotel and the police came and knocked down a door and they went to arrest me and they said what did you do to that lady and I said what lady is that now I had a girl with me in the other room I was single at that time I was going with a French girl from the Tropicana she was in the other room. And uh, I said, what are you talking about? Last night you did. I said, I didn't have to do anything last night. There was a lady that came off a plane. She was in a comatose state. She was out of it completely. She was dressed as a nun. And there was a letter that said, I am in ba bum ba bum 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 And the only voice that can get me out of this is Shecky Green. I never told you this story. Never? No. First time hearing it. So the guy went to put cuffs on me. What are you doing? Well, you did this to this woman. I didn't do anything to anyone. They showed me a picture. The lady is in a downtown hotel, uh, Las Vegas, spelled backwards. And I says, well, you can't just arrest me and boom, 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 boom. They took me to Southern Memorial Hospital. I saw the woman. Woman was out of it. And uh, I, a couple of days, the, 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 the uh, doctor thought I did it, a psychiatrist. All the help at the hotel. <laughs> so that's one of the great stories because I could have been in jail the rest of my life. I said, what are you doing? I said, and then the, the girl I was with, Regine, really let him have it. She says, we were together. Boom, boom. So one cop then started to believe, started to believe that I didn't do it. So I tried to work with a woman. Next day I went down. They were taking her to Sparks, Nevada, which is the insane asylum. And they thought I did it. And we, so 
So anyway, I started working with the woman. I came back the next day. They were taking her away uh, to the hospital. I said, what are you going to do with me? They haven't figured out yet. I said, let me talk to her. I grabbed her. I said, do you know Shecky Green? Yeah. First time she talked. Do you love Shecky Green? Look at me. She says, uh, yes. You want to kiss Shecky Green? I kissed her. And I stopped them from doing what they did with the woman. So after you kissed her, what happened? We found, I found, she had a sister in Albuquerque. I called the sister. They found her car in Idaho, or I, I, someplace. One of the eyes, yeah. She was, so that all, and that was the end of that for me. To this day, I don't know, nobody ever got in touch with me, you know. Right. Well, you're still here, so clearly everything worked well, out. Yeah, it, well, it worked out, but they always thought, the, you know, the pex, pex bad boy, you know, go get the Jew, you know. <laughs> so then I says, they don't mean me, the guy with the hat, the rabbi, that's, that's what I want you to get. Before I let you go, what's the best thing that has happened to you in your life? Soon to be 97. Marrying my wife, Marie. And I'm not saying this because she's around. I don't, don't even think she's around. I, I was lost. I was completely lost. I had to get in. Things was wrong. That was wrong. This, and I couldn't get the, a good feeling. But she does everything. She cooks. She sews. Matter of fact, when she, she's not even a wife. She's my my maid, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't let her hear you say that. <laughs> no, that's great though. That I think that's a great way to end it. Wouldn't yeah, you? I got. I, can I tell you something? Yes. Yeah, when when you're in trouble, get yourself a, a great wife. And if she cooks Italian, come to my house. <laughs> my guest has been legendary comedian Shecky Green. Shecky, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you very much for asking me. And join us every Thursday for a new schmear on Ira's Everything Bagel.